0: Welcome to The Resonance, the podcast about the energy industry from Alpha Energy Group. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Alpha Energy Group podcast. I'm Jeremy Nicholson, Corporate Affairs Officer at Alpha, and we're talking markets again today with Jason Durden. Head of Energy Markets and Risk Management at Alpha. And Jason, the last time we were talking, I think a number of us used the word extreme market movements. That's moved into even more extreme territory recently. What's been going on in the carbon market?
1: Thanks, Jeremy. Um, Yeah, it's all about the carbon market uh, at the moment for the energy complex in terms of power. We've seen uh, the carbon market push through lots of technical uh, resistance levels. um, And rather than draw breath, uh, it's still going. Um, interestingly enough, as we speak, uh, the market is at new 2020 highs and is eyeing and in my estimation is likely to breach an all-time contract high for the uh, front year uh, in the next few sessions. Given the backdrop of you know, the largest ever one-year drop in carbon emissions in the scheme uh, this year forecast, It is exceptional times and you can't really begin to understand what's going on if you're looking at the fundamentals because they really don't support the market movement. It's about the structure of the market. It's about who's involved. And um, I think you have to start to look at that sort of data to understand where we are.
0: When you say who's involved, I mean, some of us naturally think of power generators, obviously, those operating coal and more particularly gas-fired power generation, and, of course, large industrial um, energy users as well, uh, steel and uh, chemical works and, and that kind of thing. But, of course, those aren't necessarily the only players in, in the traded market, in fact, possibly not the most important ones. Is it really a, a market being driven by, um, by the financial players at the moment?
1: Yes, it is, but not in any more response to... Uh perhaps where it's been before and let, let me sort of illustrate that point the expectation is that in a market that is probably globally seeing sort of asset inflation on on huge uh, injections of capital into into all markets you could say that this is just the financial uh, boys and girls driving it higher this, Actually the data does not support that. The data shows that the short position holders are the financial players and it is the, it is the end users, the industrials and the generators that are holding the certificates in the secondary market. And we know that um, this is a structural imbalance that is always present in the market and we fundamentally know that clearly it's not in power generators uh, interests to sell too quickly certificates they may not need into a rally because it's supporting power prices which is obviously good for their business but more importantly it's the large industrials that have an obligation under eua they do not and are not price sensitive they it's not something that they will look at until we get towards the maturity of the december contract and therefore in a bullish market where financial players are caused and and have to reduce their financial exposure because the market's going against their position they are chasing sellers that just aren't materializing in the market add to that during the summer where we have less registry action, less primary auctions as well Uh, and you tend to get this storm. This is certainly not, you can see very strong parallels to what happened last year playing out in the market now. As I said, the fundamentals are hugely different, but what is the same is the structure of the market. And therefore, you know, I think we are seeing the imbalances uh, in the market supporting what looks to be
0: fundamentally unjustified. Indeed, and it'll be interesting to see whether over the weeks and months ahead it continues to mirror uh, what happened last year. One of the things that's different to last year, of course, is the suppression of um, of demand in the economy generally and for power generation in particular. And I guess it must be some crumb of comfort to the to the generators at the moment who've seen you know plunging demand and and plunging prices. You know, the, the rising commodity cost of carbon is is helping put some pressure back up on those power prices for them. You know, what What has been happening to uh, power demand? Have we seen any post Covid recovery yet? And is it even across Europe? What do the stats show?
1: We are, Jeremy, definitely. I mean, obviously, as things normalize, we are increasing usage of power uh, from the full lockdown scenarios. Uh, but I think where you look at carbon and power prices, you might actually be quite surprised to see uh, quite what is going on. If we take the largest economies in Europe, we can see that um, France has perhaps been the the least impacted or the quickest to recover, shall we say, from actually a very inelastic demand curve in the first place. So if we look over the last couple of months back into the tail of the full lockdowns, and we can see that French power was around a 10% off of where it'd be expected to be at uh, this time of year. This is pure demand, this is not weather-adjusted, but the weather-adjusted figures are are similar. And we see that France has basically gone down from a 10% deficit in its power demand use around 5% last week. This week the forecasts are actually, particularly around weather, are, are probably going to see uh, a higher than normal demand in France. Um, if we look at the UK and we look at Germany as well, that those both of those economies have recovered in terms of power use, but the Germans are still 13 14% off of uh, one would expect to see over a long-term seasonal at this time of year, and the UK uh, is still around 10% like. So, although there's been significant recovery from the sort of full lockdown, 15, 16, 17 to 20% loss of uh, seasonally expected demand, you know this is still shaping up to be a big recessionary type. Uh, demand dampening exercise which you know even weather adjusted doesn't sit with what we're seeing in power price and particularly carbon um, for the reasons in carbon that I've already covered so yes recovery but undeniably the data is supporting the fact that we are still looking to come out of this event and we are still in the event really Um, we're coming out of this first phase with some recovery but there is still strong evidence in the data that things will not be returning anytime soon to seasonal normal long-term demand patterns.
0: Right. Well, I guess presumably there's some evidence of this from other international commodity markets. Uh, I'm thinking obviously of natural gas, but maybe some some other commodities which are sometimes seen as a bit of a hedge in in times that might become inflationary and when uh, you know central banks are talking about uh, uh, the equivalent of printing money. Um, so, so, what's been happening in the other commodity markets outside power? Is it is it a similar picture or a mixed one? Yeah, and I think
1: coal is probably one of the ones that is particularly hard to fathom. We have June saw the stockpiling and other uh, events in china over the uh, the bottom of the, the price curve in march and april we saw a lot of stockpiling particularly in may in chinese coal we've seen european coal Uh, against a backdrop of um, higher carbon and there should really be an inverse correlation there but we're seeing european coal for 21 hitting uh, three month highs i think added to the fact we're also seeing uh, a fundamentally very well supplied gas market seeing some bullish action into the back end of the curve sort of anything seasonal so the front end of the curve has remained quite flat but the forward market has become quite lifted and i think that all ties in when you You're looking at what's been going on in power and carbon because ultimately there are trading strategies and generators will be doing spark spread trading and if they're selling their power and paying more for their carbon they naturally will be able to uh, defend margins by paying a little bit more for the gas so the gas is really getting dragged up but I think we're definitely seeing this aversion to cash Uh, in the energy sector as much as any other asset class. We've got the Bank of England briefing about negative interest rates. We've got quantitative easing. We've got huge injections of liquidity into markets. Asset inflation is one of the uh, byproducts of this.
0: Indeed. So, you know, how that marries when we see uh, uh, what's been going on in the carbon market. Are things moving in opposite or contradictory directions? Is there going to be a correction? All stuff, I guess, for us to keep an eye on. So, uh, Jason, thank you very much for all your insights in this. The markets seem to be getting ever more complicated, which I guess is good news for those of you uh, like yourself who can explain some of it to the rest of us. Well, I hope you found that interesting too. Um, if you'd like to find out some more about Alpha Energy or our reports, do have a look at our website, alphaenergygroup.com forward slash UK. And we'll hope you join us again for another podcast soon.